didn't Why say that. Why do they call it mint anyhow? Mint belongs with juleps, and juleps belong in the South. I know, I know. Austin. Happy Derby Day. The Kentucky Derby is traditionally held on the first Saturday in May, and on this day, some 150,000 people descend upon Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky, to watch three-year-old thoroughbreds, both Colts and Phillies, race each other for one and one-quarter miles. The Kentucky Derby has been rescheduled this year due to COVID concerns for September 5th. This is a shame for so many reasons. Not the least of which is that a mint julep, which is the official drink of the Kentucky Derby, is most certainly a hot weather drink. A refreshing elixir to drink down as you slowly melt into a puddle in the afternoon sun and heavy southern air. The basic anatomy of a mint julep is bourbon or whiskey, water, sugar, mint, and if you can swing it, crushed ice. It's often served in a julep cup which is made of pewter or silver and is meant to be held at the very bottom or the very top edges so a refreshing frost can form on the outside to keep the drink cold. So popular were these cups that in 1816, at Fayette County, Kentucky's first fair, julep cups made from melted silver coins were given out as prizes to event winners. A mint julep in autumn simply won't be the same, quite literally in some ways. The outside of that cup certainly won't form a frost in the already frosty September air. But in this way, and in many others, we must make do these days. Ultimately, a drink out of season is the least of our collective concerns. Bartenders at the Kentucky Derby began serving mint juleps at the very first races in 1875, but they had a persistent problem. People kept stealing the silver cups. By 1938, they'd had enough of this and decided to raise the price of the drink by 75 cents thus charging patrons for both the drink and the cup, which they could keep as a souvenir. Now they make decorative collectible cups every year, and native Kentuckians often have several from the year they were born. The collectible cup practice also made the mint julep the official drink of the Kentucky Derby, quote-unquote. Every year on the first Saturday in May, they make 120,000 mint juleps, going through 10,000 bottles of whiskey, 1,000 pounds of mint, and 60,000 pounds of ice. Last year, Woodford Reserve, one of Kentucky's finest bourbons, offered a $1,000 version of the drink in a gold-plated cup with a silver straw garnished with candied rose petals. I couldn't track down anyone who purchased one of these, so I can't report on their flavor, but I do like the floral addition as it is a nod to the drink's earliest incarnations. The word julep comes from the Spanish Arabic word golab, which is the word for rose water. In the 18th century South, rose water would be mixed with sugar to create a syrup that would be used to create medicines for stomach distress that didn't taste awful. Some might wonder what an Arabic root is doing in the word for a drink in the American Southeast. We sometimes forget that the Deep South was violently conquered by the Spanish, who controlled much of what is today called Florida. They also controlled South Georgia and the Caribbean. In the 15th century, when the Spanish government funded New World explorations, there was a large Moorish community, which was at the time being aggressively suppressed by the Habsburg government, and this community spoke Arabic. In fact, Columbus's interpreter, Luis de Torres, was a Spanish Jew, 
and the first words he spoke to the Taino of Hispaniola were in Arabic. The Taino, of course, didn't speak Arabic. They spoke Taino, a language that, while not preserved, still lives on in many of the words we use today. Canoe, for instance, likely has its origins in their word for the same object, Kanoa. Sadly, 90% of the Taino were wiped out in the smallpox epidemic of 1518 and 1519, but many in the Caribbean have Taino roots and engage in traditional Taino practices. But back to mint juleps. The most charming apocryphal origin story for how the mint made its way into the julep is that a farmer was wandering to the creek to get some water for his whiskey and came upon some mint and in a whimsical moment of genius decided to add a sprig to his drink. In all likelihood, those who couldn't make rose water syrup could, in fact, make mint syrup, the herb being cheaper and more plentiful than roses. The earliest written reference to a julep is found in a 1784 text written by the Society for Promoting Medical Knowledge in London, England, in which the drink is prescribed as medicine. How did we get from medicine to drinking juleps by the gallon for fun? Because they taste wonderful. Also, they were thought to serve as a good morning pick-me-up in the American South. John Davis, in his 1803 book titled Travels of Four and a Half Years in the United States, described a mint julep as a dram of spiritous liquor that has mint steeped into it, taken by Virginians of a morning. The earliest drinkers of this concoction were likely wealthy Virginians, and they probably used rum. These days, we call a combination of sugar, water, rum, and mint a mojito. Rum is made from fancy pants sugar, imported from the aforementioned Caribbean Isles, and the less flush Kentuckians found their local-made bourbon both cheaper and more agreeable. There was a bit of a regional food battle over the Kentucky versus Virginia mint julep method, a la pizza between New York and Chicago or barbecue between St. Louis and Kansas City. In 1908, Samuel Johnson Roberts is recorded in Fuel, the coal operator's National Weekly, as being very distressed at encountering a bartender using the Virginie method and claimed to have commanded his drink be made thusly. Take a silver cup, always a silver cup, fill it with ice pulverized to the fineness of snow, bruise one tender little leaf of mint, then dissolve a spoonful of sugar in about three quarters a Kentucky drink of good bourbon whiskey, and let the fluid filter through the ice to the bottom of the cup. Shake the cup until a thick white frost forms on the outside. Hand to an appreciative gentleman. I'd hate to be this guy's bartender. However, this romantic language used to describe the julep, you find it in a lot of literature. His command that the mint be only slightly bruised is not surprising given that folks still argue this point today. Some feel it's there merely for the bouquet, others commanding muddling. Still others agree with Sam, a tiny bruise, any more might make the mint taste bitter. The Kentucky mint julep is thought to have traveled to DC with Kentucky Senator Henry Clay, who would order it at the Round Robin Bar while he was living there. Even with Henry Clay's esteem acknowledged, he was later named Secretary of State under President John Adams and was so beloved that one of his nicknames was literally the Western Star. Mint Julep's most random historical link is its connection to the modern-day drinking straw. In 1880, on a hot summer day, Marvin Stone was drinking a mint julep. When the piece of rye grass he was using as a straw began, much to his frustration, to dissolve. 
He was a manufacturer of paper cigarette holders and decided to make a longer version of such by wrapping paper around a pencil and gluing it together. He patented the design for the paper drinking straws in 1888, and his business, Stone Industrial, started mass-producing them in 1890. As you might have inferred from the tone of this episode, I have a nostalgic love of the mint julep. So did Charles Dickens, who once shared an enormous mint julep sent to his table by a fan while he was having a chat with Washington Irving. He said it was a most enormous mint julep, wreathed with flowers. We sat one on the other side of it with great solemnity. It filled a respectably sized round table. He goes on to say, the julep held out far into the night and my memory never saw him afterwards, otherwise than as bending over it with his straw with an attempted air of gravity. I love this image of Washington Irving, drinking a giant booze-filled beverage with a straw, trying to look serious. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Henry Watterson made this famous mint julep recipe. Pluck the mint gently from its bed, just as the dew of evening is about to form on it. Select the choicer sprigs only, but do not rinse them. Prepare the simple syrup and measure out a half tumbler of whiskey. Pour the whiskey into a well-frosted silver cup, throw the other ingredients away, and drink the whiskey. Many agree with Watterson, finding the drink itself an injury to whiskey. Make one for yourself. Tell us about it. We can be reached at relishpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter, where our handle is relishpodcast. We are also on Instagram with the handle relishpodcast and can be found at relishpodcast.com. Relish is a Formidable Entities production, written and produced by me, Hadley Austin. Relish is edited and mixed by Yoni Goldstein. Our music was composed by Phil Stosberg. Relish's artwork was made by Renan Goldstein. Join us next week when we talk about war bread with food historian Dr. Bryce Evans. <laughs>